Today on Pandavision, we're tackling episode three of Peacemaker. We'll be right back after these ads we have no control over. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to PandaVision, the Stranded Panda podcast, where we tackle all the shows that don't fit so neatly into the geeky universes we love. My name's Matthew Carroll. And I'm Ashley Coffin. Ashley. Matt. You all right? <clears throat> I like choked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You didn't usually get my <laughs> name out there. <laughs> You're a butterfly. I knew it. I um, knew. <laughs> don't tell anybody. <laughs> Um, so I really enjoyed this episode We're we're up to three and you didn't really, you weren't here for two. So what, uh, what are you thinking? How are you feeling about, uh, Peacemaker now that we've gotten through the first three, the, the initial release that they wanted us to see all together? I'm loving it. I love everything about it. I really do. I like all the jokes, you know, they're saying some, you know, racy stuff and I really like, I think they're doing it with some style. Yeah. <laughs> So there's, he always says something horrible and then there's somebody there to correct him, which is just so funny. Yeah, it is. It is. It's like, uh, it puts a nice, you know, it lets it be racy and lets him be him, but doesn't mm -hmm. excuse him being him or as exactly. me, and, me and Fox talked about the show very differently than me and you talked about the show. It's just kind of funny. Like, they're, he, they're not glorifying his assholeness or his like racism or sexism or whatever. He's just, and, and like. He's just sort of like mindlessly racist and sexist. He's he's yeah. just got a lot of internal biases that he's not. He's just like throwing it out there. Um, whereas his father is much more explicitly. Uh, I, was, I was surprised we didn't see anything from the father this episode. I'm, I'm curious where that's going. The whole yeah. white dragon of it all. How many episodes of this are there? Eight? We, I don't even know. I haven't even looked oh. into it. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure that information exists. I'll, I'll look it up real quick. <laughs> Breaking news. Matt's looking for the episode run. Looks like eight episodes. I figured it was going to be an eighter. Yeah, totally makes sense. So the team finally got to get in a real good fight scene with a butterfly. We get to see what a butterfly is. Uh, and we found out, I wasn't sure last episode... That, that thing that opens on their lap after the threesome was a spaceship. That's one of my interpretations. I was looking at it. I was like, what is that thing? Yeah. Confirm this episode. Alien butterflies, I guess. Because yeah. they are so butterfly-like with the thing that comes out and they drink like a honey-like substance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's very weird. And it seems like there's millions of them all over the world. It's so funny that James Gunn chose to do the butterflies. I guess they're probably comics. They probably exist in comics. Um, but... <laughs> It's so funny that he's choosing to do this immediately after Starro. It's just like taking these DC, uh, so the sort of silliness of DC, because, you know, DC's been around for so long, and, like, so much of their old school stuff is just so, like, uh, we need a villain. What can it be? Uh, butterflies? Yeah. Uh, starfish? I don't know. Like, it's just like grab an animal, make it a thing. <laughs> do it for the butterflies. <laughs> <laughs> what is that from? Little Nicky. 
Oh, I've never seen it. <laughs> no? Oh, it's no, so good. Never seen, I don't know why. Uh, I've seen most of his stuff, but never saw that one. Um, but yeah, so we get that and we get Vigilante really getting involved this episode. We get it confirmed <laughs> that he was the waiter. Did you did you call that ahead of time? I did. I Me did. too. Um, we totally didn't talk about it on that first episode, but as soon as he came on and was talking in the first episode, I was like, oh, that's the guy from the voicemail. <laughs> like, clearly yeah. that's the guy who's excited to see him he's probably vigilante he, who's now like my favorite character <laughs> <laughs> he's like move over buddy i'll do it and then he's like <laughs> so dark so dark that character and like apparently he has a lot of trauma behind it too they were like yeah. oh, did you see did you see the post credit sequence on this one I did, and it was my favorite. Yeah, they say they tell him in the post-cutted sequence, "If you mess up this op, we'll murder your whole family." He's like, "Too late for that one." Yeah. Oh, good luck. A little late for that. You guys got a beer. <laughs> <laughs> so you fuck up this mission, I'll kill your fucking family. <laughs> yeah. So he is apparently a character who has had his family. His family's dead. He has that like Batman thing of like they killed my family. Now I'm going to kill all the criminals. But like in a way darker way just like i mean he says it in that second episode about like how he's he's like do you think i brings me pleasure to murder these people <laughs> and he's like it does <laughs> he's like i kill mostly white people <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're you're bad for you're bad for me my reputation yeah. people are thinking i'm racist by my connection with you like all the rumors about you being a racist is good you should stick with her <laughs> talking about uh leota <laughs> yeah i yeah he's he's a he's a trip man he's pretty rough uh, Leota is still. I really love Leota. Mm -hmm. She's so good. Such a good character. She couldn't pull the trigger. Yeah, that's true. She's not her mom. That was that was pretty messed up. Agent uh, yeah. Hottie. She's a. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what to think about her now. Yeah. Well, <laughs> she just does what she has to, and she's. I mean, she was ready to kill the children too. She was like just hanging out, about to murder some children. I mean, she yeah. doesn't seem happy about it, but like, yeah, she's. She's like, even if they're ugly, doesn't mean that they they have to die. <laughs> <laughs> what value do these children have if they're ugly? I mean, come on. Uh, yeah, they're. Uh, <laughs> Pe Peacemaker in this episode finally showing a little bit of moral compass, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And the, the kids is a little too far for him. I don't kill kids. Like, the killer Waller goddess isn't much of a killer at all. <laughs> Pretty uh, extreme first kill you send him out on. <laughs> Go murder this family. Um, and then they see that he sees that he's a butterfly, but he doesn't know what butterflies are. Also, it, it appears that like the butterflies are people that have been infected with this thing. So those mm -hmm. still were kids, right? Like they I were, think so. I think so too. I think they were still kids. <laughs> that's that's so dark. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's very Ashley Coffin of you. <laughs> I know. My my favorite part of this was Vigilante taking over and just taking out the family because he's just like dum -da dum -da dum dum. <laughs> I I was uh, hysterical. <laughs> That's hey, buddy, funny. let me, let me, let me do this. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, that's so dark, Ashley. <laughs> the whole time, I know, but the whole time he's just, everyone's been like, shut up, you idiot. And just treating him like, you know, garbage. And then yeah. when it comes time to do the thing. He can do the know, thing. Yeah, he can do the thing. <laughs> mm -hmm. He can. Oof. 
and the torture stuff with him. He's like, you can't cut off my toe. It's scientific fact that a human can't stand straight if they don't have their pinky. <laughs> and then the, the whole thing where, like, they were torturing, torturing vigilante, counting on peacemakers' empathy to kick in. <laughs> He's like, I could do this all day. <laughs> <laughs> just the whole, just being so, I mean, it's, it's the classic scene of torture where the, the hero is like, I'm too tough for this. But it, the thing he's too tough at is like, he just doesn't have the empathy to like care if Vigilante loses all his toes <laughs> or gets shocked in the testicles. The clippers weren't sharp enough, so he only cut half of his pinky toe off. Yes. He's like, <laughs> he's like, I only lost half a toe. <laughs> he's in horrible pain and he screams like, dude, keep better care of your torture stuff. <laughs> I like when he took his mask off and he was like, if I keep changing my facial expressions, he can't pick me up out of a lineup. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot of good quotes. <laughs> yeah, there really are. The, the, I mean, the show is just like full of just thing after thing after thing. Even little moments like that, the economists and Mern talking and they're like, and he's just like, I never uh, told anyone anything, any feeling about me whatsoever. I forget the first feeling he said, but it was like, why choose that moment? <laughs> And oh, like, he said, he said, he's like, the things I've done in my past make me feel sad. That's right. That's right. And he's like, good for you, man. He's like, it's the first thing I've ever told anybody. It, 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 does, it does matter. <laughs> it's the first feeling I've ever, I've ever said out loud, basically. <laughs> uh, first feeling I've ever shared. And then he's like, I am kind of chilly. He's like, really? He's like, no, but I saw it as a moment for personal growth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought he was picking on him at first, but now it seems like that's actually who Mern's character is. Yeah. Do you think Mern's hurt? Like bad? Because he gets blown up. Oh, he gave the thumbs up. He gives I the thumbs okay. up, but then it cuts to his face and there's just blood dripping down his mouth. Oh, no. Yeah. Maybe not then. Yeah. I'm, I'm worried he's like got a bad concussion or something Something going on that he's he's trying to tough it out, but he's going to be in rough shape next episode. <laughs> you never go like check your bomb. You wait. You, right? Every time, like when it misfires, you never do it. And they do it every time and it ends in disaster. Mm -hmm. I knew, uh, yeah, you, there was absolutely no way that wasn't going to blow up in Mern's face. I don't know what I think about him yet, though, because he's not a good, he's like, oh, uh, you know, we have to use the fact that Peacemaker wants to belong to our advantage so we can mm -hmm. like control him. Like, and he's done some stuff, which I'm interested to hear about. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know how I feel about him. I think everybody's supposed to be a piece of shit. Yeah, in some way or another. And they all have different, like, reasons for doing what they're doing. And apparently, Mern, what he says this episode is he's done a lot in his past, but he's, like, doing the work he's doing now to try to make up for his past. But still, he's working for Amanda Waller. So, it's like, what do you really... You have, it's not like you've gone to the full good side. You're still just, like, in this morally gray, running with peacemaker side. Yeah. <laughs> Of course, Very I guess if butterflies are all over the world, like we've just saw. Pretty bad. I mean, it, it, so we've talked a little bit on, on the MCU cast about the in, uh, secret invasion that's coming. Mm -hmm. And there was even a r news report that said there was going to be a InfoWars style uh, like commentator uh, that was going to sort of like... Uh, be like a right-wing commentator yelling about stuff in, in, in Secret Invasion. And huh. in this, 
in the second episode, he goes into his dad's house, or maybe it was the first first episode. He goes into his house. There, there was a, a, a the right wing commentator yelling about something like wearing human skin and da 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 da. Yeah. And now we know that there's some sort of let's call it a secret invasion of butterflies happening. Like this feels like they're for the first time ever. DC is kind of stealing Marvel's thunder a little bit. It seems like because this seems very much like the plot of secret invasion there's just tons of human looking people spread throughout the world uh invading for whatever these butterfly yo, purposes are yo what if it was because like james gunn knows what like the plans were and he like <laughs> spilled some he's like Oof. okay they've been they did the multiverse before you could do your flash thing and they did everything else yeah. a little bit better than you like here's some intel yeah <laughs> it could be it could be i don't know i just think uh i think it's definitely some yeah, this definitely feels, especially just the having the right wing commentator yelling about it and knowing that that's been announced. I'm like, mm, that feels like maybe an intentional, uh, like they could have included that after because this mo- this whole thing was written during COVID. Uh, oh, wow. Like they made su- the Suicide Squad and then they ended up being stuck at home. And James Gunn was like, what am I going to do with myself? And he decided to make write an eight episode arc for oh, Peacemaker. What a genius. What a genius. Could you imagine just to have that kind of talent? Yeah. And it's so funny. All the little, like, e- like even the things that are super weird, like um, the vag pick, like, they didn't <laughs> need to do that. It absolutely didn't have to be in there. Uh, and it was just so awkward. <laughs> but it was still very funny. And I'm just like, only you could make that work. Yeah. Yeah. James Gunn, James Gunn. can really make... <laughs> some some stuff work that is is i mean this entire show is like a really it's like on difficulty level hard because it's you're already dealing with a character it's really hard to be empathetic with who's just a jackass like that's already hard level and then like the 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 kind of humor he's using and just the mundane sort of like interrupting the flow of conversation with weird little asides like it's just so good and like just making me laugh and it's also i feel like this show's gonna be infinitely rewatchable because a lot of it is so small that i'm not even remember i'm not gonna remember these jokes they're so like tiny little insert jokes that i'm just like in three months i'll be able to rewatch this thing and get it all over again amanda waller's daughter what's her name again leota Leota. I just got to keep remembering Ray Leota, Ray Leota. Okay. <laughs> when Leota, you know, he's making all the comments to her about being a lesbian. And then he's like, I'm an ally. And she's like, just because you have a lesbian haircut, it doesn't make you an ally. <laughs> <laughs> or, which is not even why he's saying it. He's saying it because he has all the lesbian porn, which also does not make you an ally. Have I ever told you this story? I think I may have told this story <laughs> before. But I was in... This, there's this, this is guitar player who used to work for me. I do not like the guy. He is rude. He is mean to people. He's just not a good guy to work with. He's very, very You annoying. know who you are. You know who you are out there listening to this. You're not listening to this. Um, anyway, this, this guy, super annoying guy. We're playing downstairs in this little club. It's like tiny club. And there are these two lesbians who are friends of mine who have been to my shows for years. And they are about to get married. And they're like, they're lesbians. They're like real life lesbians that, um, well, I'm going to compare it to something. They're like real life lesbians that actually love each other and they have a relationship. The only kind of lesbians this guy has ever encountered before are like sorority 
club lesbian kisses that like frat guys yell for. Mm-hmm. And so we're playing the show where he's on stage with me and he's singing harmonies, whatever. And I'm like playing that we were playing a love song and these two girls get up and they slow dance together. And then they start kissing during their slow dance. A very sweet, very, very sweet moment. And this guy just starts yelling into the microphone during this sweet moment. Woo! They're kissing! Yeah! Like... Oh my god. It was the worst, most embarrassing thing I've ever had happen at a show in my life. I just like, that's, that was pretty much the death knell. Cut his mic! Cut his mic! exactly. (laughs) I was like, oh my gosh, this. He just had no conception of these two people just might actually love each other. He like, just like Peacemaker, that lesbianism was for his gaze only. So hot. Yeah, exactly. So fucking hot. Dude, dude, (laughs) dude, 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 shut up, shut up. It was awful. It was the worst. Okay, sorry. That was just a little aside. Um, Stories with Matt. Story time. (laughs) Before we go, we have to talk about Judo Master, who is second place for my favorite character, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Is that his name? Judo Master? Yeah, Judo Master. And he was like, Kaya! And he's like, what's that? He's like, it's a a power move. (laughs) And his code name was Cobra Kai. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. But every, like, his attitude and, like, he he was, like, pint-sized. And he was hilarious. And he's just, you know, using the Cheetos off his face. Oh, my gosh, the Cheetos. And Peacemaker's doing everything he can try to do to insult him. He's like, remember (laughs) that time I beat your ass? (laughs) (laughs) Like, yeah, he, he, no fucks given. Yeah. So, is he dead? I, it's sounded like he got pretty dang injured like i don't know if he's dead but he did hit him with a crowbar and there was a squishy sound many times yeah which bummed me out i i was like economist no i don't think he's a bad guy they even talk about the fact that these two guards might not be in on the whole butterfly thing and it seems like they're not because they wait till they walk away from them to, to go butterfly and then they kill them and then test them. Yeah. And that's why Leota couldn't like didn't want to kill that guy and he starts like naming his kids and his wife. Yeah. Even if they hadn't been butterflies, they said they still have to kill them cuz they've seen us. And I'm like, I don't that's not great. That's definitely not hero shit, you know? No. <sighs> but they work for Amanda Waller, so I don't mm-hmm. know what else we're supposed to expect. No, definitely. I, I was really kind of hoping that uh a judo master would be um like kind of join the team after this, you know, he, he's in the, uh, yeah. he's in the beginning credits and everything. I was like, Oh, maybe he like finds out what the butterflies are. And he's like, I've been protecting the butterflies. I'm going to go join up with peacemaker and make fun of him a lot. Cause I would have liked <laughs> to see more of that. The flaming <laughs> Cheetos. And they keep hitting, hitting him. He just gives him the finger before he leaves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hope we see him again. I hope so too. But now I don't know. I can't imagine it's going to be good if he returns. What if he sees like peacemaker was like, Nice suit. It's so tight. I can see all the veins in your dick. And he's, it was just like so many hilarious jokes. Yep. <laughs> it, it, these little uh, post-credit sequences that they keep including, they don't feel like um, 
they don't feel like removed lines or other takes they're just or they just feel like other takes which makes me think a lot of this show was sort of improvised and played with and so and i've seen john cena on other movie sets where he's like done a lot of improv and so i'm wondering if like a lot of the lines that they're like throwing out are improvised either by him or the writers in the moment, you know, and James Gunn mm-hmm. directed like five of the episodes of this show. Apparently only five. Oh, I hoped he did. all. Yeah, of them. I thought so too. Damn. I just looked at when I looked up the eight episode arc or how many episodes there were, it said James Gunn's directing five of them, which I kind of thought okay. was shocking when I heard he directed all or that I thought he directed all because it says written and directed by James Gunn at the beginning of these episodes. Yeah. Uh, you know, oh. it's just a time-consuming, hard thing to direct these shows. Um, so I'm not too surprised. And he's got Marvel stuff going on. Let's oh, we yeah. know it's more important. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I wonder. I wonder to him what's more. I mean, like obviously the Marvels is probably the bigger money right now, but like mm-hmm. this stuff, he seems to be just like doing doing him more than ever, mm-hmm. especially with the Suicide Squad and now this. If it wasn't for Guardians, though, I don't think they would let him be doing it. And then True. he probably said, I'll only do this if you let me do whatever I want. So in that turn, he probably might be having more fun sure. doing the DC stuff because they're like, just do whatever you want. Yeah. 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 Make us money. <laughs> they, they really seem, it almost feels like they've turned the DCEU like, Marvel has a certain tone to it that, like, you just can't drift too far out. I mean, Punisher and Daredevil drifted pretty far to, like, adult. That's why they're my favorite. <laughs> yeah, and and they're great. But, like, and, and Jessica Jones got pretty adult. Very dark. But, like, this is a whole different level. <laughs> Especially being playful with the darkness like this. Being yeah, comedy. And raunchy, raunchy comedy. comedy, darkness. Boobs. like. Yeah, <laughs> boobs, vaginas, <laughs> apparently now too. <laughs> oh yeah, little flash of it. <laughs> little, little flash, little flash. That's a different flash in this universe. <laughs> I like that they put out a WhatsApp PSA. Like I don't have that or know how to use it, but it felt like that was like a PSA to like this. If you don't change your settings, you know your vag pictures are gonna pop up. That's, that's all apps, right? Like any app, yeah. your stuff goes. Watch to out for your vaginas. <laughs> put a, them in a separate folder. Reminds me of a. Uh, Donald Glover line or Childish Gambino who when he's rapping he has a line that's like text go to your screen you know better than that (laughs) (laughs) talking about cheating with some woman Um, oh goodness okay yeah but I I just think it's really interesting it almost feels like the DCEU has not done very well for them and they're just like just do what you want man they're finally just like loosening up they keep like trying to make too many changes and stuff uh post hoc and like the first few outings in all these like dceu movies seems like the studio got a little too involved and this i cannot imagine the studio has been very involved with this or the suicide squad like both of them are weird and dark and fun and raunchy and funny so i yeah i just i wonder if it they've just got to the point with the dceu where they're like well we're not going to be marvel like for a while it's like they were chasing the marvel thing and now Mm -hmm. it's like we're not going to be marvel let's do our own thing and it's so cool i know so much better i'm almost a little jealous like i wish like we did get uh deadpool and logan as rated r movies um and deadpool is very funny right along the long lines of this but i it's not you know mcu and i feel like i know they got the disney plus thing going and i know they want all their stuff to be pg-13 but like don't be scared yeah 
yeah, do yeah. it. We want it. Well, and I'm know? sure they're watching this from across the like whatever comic book aisle, and they're going like, okay. It's working for these guys. Like DCEU is picking up now that like we can do it too. We've been talking about it for years, but like, how are they going to handle Daredevil? How are they going to handle Punisher? How are they going to handle Deadpool? Like all of these things are now, they have purchased all these things now back so they can like, they can make those things. And I'm, and I know they will. It's just how dark are they willing to get with it? Go dark, baby. <laughs> I'm go dark or go home. I'm in. I'm in for all the, all of the darkness and for it to be a very adult show. I mean, I feel like those because of the way the Netflix stuff played out, like the fan base that is surrounding those shows and Deadpool are very much ready for it to be as dark as possible. Um, okay. Anything else for this here episode? Nope. I think that's it. All right. Cool. Well. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. We're finally caught up. We got through the first three episodes, so we'll be uh, doing dropping this weekly. So please hit subscribe, follow along with us. Pandavision is is the show, and we uh, we'll be covering this Peacemaker every week. Uh, there'll be some other stuff in the feed this week. Orville. So if you're uh, if you're an Orville fan, we'll be doing that. And uh, yeah, so stick around, hang out with us. Peace. Peace out, motherfucker. <laughs> Thank you for listening to PandaVision. We are a member of the Stranded Panda Network. For all of our podcasts and other creative geeky projects, check out strandedpanda.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.